Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 88 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, we are in the dog days of summer, as they say. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the South, so it's basically the dog days of summer. All summer, but it seems like all over the world, it is currently the dog days of summer, uh, even far to the north. Uh, things are uh, burning up high temperatures. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for it to cool down. But but what about you? You got some cool air this weekend. Uh, uh, I, I'd like to say that I did because I went up into the <laughs> that mountains. Was, that was the theory when you yeah. planned your trip anyways. I was, yeah, I was trying to do what, you know, the, the very, the very aristocratic people of the age, the olden days used to mm-hmm. like, I need, I need better air. So I'm going to go to the country. And right. uh, I went to the country and it's hot in the country. It was real, real warm. I think the entire world is kind of on fire. Mm, um, mm-hmm, England, mm-hmm. uh, my husband is hanging out in England, um, this week and it's like 40 F there, which, or 40 C, 40 C. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. means that it's like 104 and, and they don't have air conditioning. So it really sucks there. At least we have air conditioning here. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think mother nature has just had her fill of humanity and is like, you know what, we're just going to turn the <laughs> oven on and uh, we'll see how right. y'all deal with this. That's and right. Call that's me right. crazy. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the fallness to happen. I'm ready for some pumpkin spice everything. I know it's basic, but man, I I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, this this is this heat wave needs to wave on by. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Yeah, you uh you spent uh some time in the mountains. I was at the lake over the weekend, so I don't think either of us probably got to got to watch anything. But did you did you drink anything? Did you try anything good? Or I did. I did. So. You know, I was up in the mountains. I had a um, wheat beer uh, that I'm going to send you the name of it because it has totally skipped my mind. Um, But I also want to talk a little bit about a series that we have sort of talked around. Um, You mentioned that you had finished watching it, Dope Sick. I Mm, just mm -hmm. started it. Um, It's on Hulu right now. And I am one episode in. I'm completely riveted. Um, for any, uh, buddy that likes Michael Keaton, he once again is epically amazing. I mean, I I've only seen one episode and I'm like, wow, he he's, he's wonderful in it. This, mm-hmm. this film, this film, this series is really important, um, for people to watch, especially I think people that are kind of our generation, um, mm-hmm. because we grew up in this Oxycontin world and we didn't really, I mean, it wasn't until I started really learning about this gosh in the last year about the history of of the opioid epidemic um how it came to pass and and what transpired Mm -hmm. and all of the things that are really kind of connected to it and so it's very well done it's it's a bummer just so you know um (laughs) but it's real good and everybody should everyone yeah everyone should watch it for sure it it is really good and yeah all of that stuff's kind of just coming to 
so light, like you said, it was, you know, not something we really, really quite understood as we, uh, <laughs> as we took those deals as, as you say, but, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And yeah, I've been, been, haven't been watching, uh, too much. I started the dropout, which is also on Hulu. So Hulu is killing it with these, uh, limited series this year there. They took home like all the Emmy nominations for those, uh, under the banner of heaven yeah. dope sick. So, uh, so yeah, so getting through that, that's kind of the next one up and, you know, just keeping up on the regular shows we're watching, um, only murders in the building and, uh, what we do in the shadows, you know, a couple of really good comedies. So uh, make sure you're checking those out. But, you know, Michaela, as I mentioned, it is the dog days of summer. That is a term you've probably heard if you have any experience growing up playing, you know, Little League Baseball or softball, or if you're a member of the AAGPBL, the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, uh, they had to get through the dog days of summer, and so do we. So why don't we take a quick break? We will be back in just a moment to combat the summer heat with a fancy, awesome cocktail, and we'll be right back. So this drink is amazing. I just want to preface (laughs) this by saying, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but this is probably one of my favorite drinks we might have ever done. And wow. so okay. that's, that's yeah. a big, that's a big thing. But this drink comes from mm. the Craft Gin Club, which yes. sounds like the perfect club for us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, this, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the perfect summer drink. Uh, first of all, it is pink. It's a pink gin peach lemonade. And it is mm-hmm. as tasty as it sounds. Okay. So that's right. um, it doesn't actually take a lot of ingredients to make it look real pretty. Um, what you're going to want to do, it is peach season in the summer. So you're going to want to get some slices of peaches and put them in a glass. And mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to add an ounce of pink gin, three ounces of pink lemonade, half an ounce of St. Germain. And you are going to stir that around and add some ice. And you're going to enjoy it like iced tea because it is amazing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing. Um, and we we're pretty excited when we found this because uh, it's per- it's perfect for you. It's pink. It's gin. It's your favorite things. Uh, it incorporates peaches, just like our, our favorite baseball team from the AAGPBL that we're going to be talking about in this week's film. Uh, you know, so it is perfect to hit on all cylinders and yeah, super easy to put together. Now, Michaela ran through the ingredients there, um, and ounces. So if you just want to make a glass of that, uh, go that route. Um, if you want to, you can also turn those ounces into parts easy enough and make up a giant pitcher of this. If you're having, you know, a, a party, a get together, um, just some sort of, you know, it'd be a, a good thing to swap out, you know, instead of having a sangria you could do something like this um it's it's quite delicious and uh yeah it's it's peachy it is fruity and uh lemonade it's all the good things for summer which is exactly what you need um michaela um we we made this it was it was delicious what were what were your thoughts you're a big gin and lemonade fan kind of anyway have you ever thrown some peaches into the mix or was that new or never uh what about what about the saint germain i you'll put that into anything but um I've never, I've never really done that. The, uh, the gin lemonade St. Germain. So, oh yeah, no, I had never done. Um, so somebody had given me some pink gin. Um, I think it might've been you for one of my birthdays. And that was was, the first time I had really had pink gin and I was like, oh, it's just pink gin, but it's not, it's actually like infused with some fruit. So it's got some fruity connotations to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it actually really hits the spot with the pink lemonade and the peaches. It's so good. I had never added peaches um, because I don't know why. I, I mean, it's a genius move because it mm. really is great. And at the end of the drink, um, you can 
you know, eat the peaches because they've soaked up a little bit of the alcohol and they're nice and cold. It's very refreshing. Um, yep. Definitely you, you're, you're going to make one glass and you're going to feel sad. So don't do that. <laughs> do what Brian said, get a pitcher and use the parts, um, the part system. You will be very happy you did because I drank one of these and immediately went and made a pitcher to share mm-hmm. and sip on the rest of the week, um, <clears throat> not day. And I'm so glad I did because it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It's uh, perfect for a hot summer day. And yeah, the pink gin is is pretty good. Like Michaela said, we had one um, just just kind of by happenstance because I'd gotten one for before not knowing anything about it other than than that it was pink in color. But apparently pink gin is a thing that goes back a long, long way. Um, in England, they wow. used to basically make a cocktail, uh, which basically is just you know, ice cold gin and they would put a couple of dashes of bitters in it and it would kind of, you know, tinge it this pink color. But, but yeah, now pink gin is all the rage um, over in the UK, which is where the craft gin club comes from and, you know, infused with strawberry or raspberry or whatever to give it kind of this, this pink color. Um, I would say that if you wanted to make this, you could probably just use regular gin. If you don't feel up to going out and getting pink gin or you have trouble finding it, um, we used a beef eater. Um, so that should be pretty easy to find at most of your liquor stores, but if you can't find one, uh, just swap out a regular gin. Uh, you're probably going to be uh, just fine there. And probably another tip is I think when we made ours, Michaela, the peaches weren't completely ripe, I didn't think. So I bet if you muddled those just a hair uh, to get some of that uh, peach juice and uh, oils kind of out of there would probably yeah. help a little bit if your peaches are a little bit on the underripe side. Yeah, I may or may not have gone to the peach stand, which is a place here in the South and gotten some ripe peaches and done more of this this mm, weekend mm. while I was in the mountains. Um, may or may not have done that. And uh, that is the that is the right way to do it, is to have the riper the peaches, the better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, now we have this made. We're going we're gonna to whip up another pitcher because we're going to need that uh, to get through this week's film as we're talking all about the nation's pastime in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. And that is a league of their own. Spoiler warning for A League of Their Own. If you've not yet seen this film, you should stop, go make yourself a pink gin, lemonade, peach cocktail, because it's amazing. And you need to go watch this movie and you can come back and we can chat about it because we got a lot to talk about in this deep dive. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So you've had uh, you've had your opportunities to see it because this came out in 1992, which was 30 years ago. Michaela, I don't feel very good about that. I will. I will say I will say, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I remember watching this a lot when I was a kid, which means that that was a long time ago. But yeah, it came out in 1992. It was directed by Penny Marshall and it stars Gina Davis. Uh, she is playing our catcher, Dottie Henson, uh, Lori Petty as her sister slash pitcher, Kit Keller. And Tom Hanks as the former baseball star slash manager, uh, Jimmy Dugan. Um, And it also had some breakout stars coming into it. Rosie O'Donnell uh, coming onto the scene, kind of her uh, first big film. And also Madonna, uh, who was doing a lot of dabbling into the uh, major motion pictures, as they say. Uh, Just a couple years on the uh, tail side of Dick Tracy, which reminds me, I want to go back and rewatch Dick Tracy sometime. Um, But yeah, she was kind of breaking into the uh, to the movie realm, too. So a lot of uh, a lot of up and coming and established star power in this and uh, pretty fun. Do you do you remember this back from 1992, Michaela? I sure do. Uh, I sure do. I think I saw this in the theaters. I would okay. have been like 11 and it's a baseball film. It's got Tom Hanks in it. I'm pretty sure my dad thought it was safe enough for me to see. And he's not wrong. Um, what is the rating on this PG? 
PG. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty safe for kids. There's a couple of questionable moments, but you know, at 11, I was, I was into it. So um, yeah, this, this definitely was a staple in my house. And I think that's one of the reasons why when we were looking at films to do in the summer, this really um, hit us as a good mm-hmm. one to do. Um, we're covering a lot of Tom Hanks films. It looks like this year, but uh, 30 years, man, it's the 30th anniversary. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's about 30 years, uh, where we pick up with our, with our story. So let's get into this. So we are, we're at a, I don't know, just a house. There's an older woman there. She is doing a little packing. She is a little, a little uh, crotchety about having to pack and go on this trip. She says she doesn't want to go. Uh, her daughter basically says, sorry, ma, uh, too bad. You're going anyway. Uh, everyone wants to see you. Uh, I don't care if, if you want to go or not, but you're getting on that bus. You are going because you are Dottie Henson, queen of diamonds. And you are going back to the reunion for your team, for the league, the AAGPBL. And you are going to Double Day Field where all the ladies are getting together to celebrate an induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame is a huge deal if you are a baseball fan. Baseball Mm -hmm. in general is Mm -hmm. all about like stats. So, you know, learning about, um, because it's hard to compare, right? Who's the best baseball player of all time? Because there's so many different positions and there's so many different things that make a baseball player great. There's people who field great. There's people who bat great and all of that. Um, And so from my perspective, um, it's really important to know if you don't know how important, how, why, why there's this draw is it's only one, there's only one baseball hall of fame. It's not like Mm -hmm. it's a museum that branches out in different places. So you go to this place and you learn about some of the, some of the players and all of their stats and stuff. And it's really mm-hmm. interesting. It's yes. people's lifelong dream to go. Um, there's a whole, there are movies that are made about people who grow up wanting to travel across the United States to go to this. So it's really a big deal. But what hits me is um, as a, I think it's a Carol King song that is singing that, that's playing over Dottie's kind of travel because she gets mm-hmm. on a plane, then she gets on a bus, and then she ends up at um, the Baseball Hall of Fame, and she's seeing a bunch of older people kind of walk into, and then there's some that are um, playing baseball and like watching a baseball game, and mm-hmm. you see she seems kind of nonplussed by this whole thing when her when her daughter's like, "Hey, you got to go." She's like, "I don't know why this is such a big deal. I wasn't really in that, you know," uh, and um, and so you don't really understand why. What, what, what the, where the tension is here, but you know that there's a disconnect. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so she is, uh, you know, she's not that interested in going, but she gets back and you see, everyone's kind of excited to excited to see her. And then we are going back in time to basically establish our story here. So we're going, um, I think it was, uh, it was a dairy farm and, uh, the Washington state, I think, or Oregon oh, somewhere, it. somewhere in the, uh, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the uh, Pacific date, Northwest there. They're there. They're uh, uh, dairy farmers. We are catching up with uh, with Gina Davis, who's playing, uh, you know, the younger now, uh, Daddy Henson and her sister, uh, Kit Keller, played by Lori Petty. And they're they're at the dairy farm, but they're also uh, playing some softball. So we're at a softball game. Uh, they seem to be pretty good. You know, there's already a little bit of bickering back and forth between these sisters. And you can definitely see that Dottie is getting the one up on her kid sister. Uh, Dottie is uh, taller, uh, presumably better at baseball. Everyone seems to love Dottie Henson. Um, And there is a scout there uh, who is played excellently by 
John Lovitz. And John, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, he is he is there. He is taking taking this game in. Uh, we think that he's probably up to something. Uh, but yeah, that's that's getting us established here. I guess that these sisters are are into uh, into softball. Pretty good at it. Uh, but you know, living life on the dairy farm. That's right. And Dottie's actually really happy um, with her life, right? She's married to a guy named Bob. Bob is away because this is um, in the middle of World War II. And so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, she is ready. You know, she's just waiting for him to come back. And, you know, her sister is kind of has, you know, in this game that they're doing this kind of there's a guy there that's kind of sweet on her and she's like, Oh my gosh, no, I can't, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that, but she's miserable. Kit is like, we got to get, I got to get out of here. And Dottie has no interest in really leaving. But at the end of this game, um, John Lovitz's character, the uh, scout is like, Hey, Dottie, you're really good. Um, we're trying to put together a female baseball group. And mm-hmm. um, there are tryouts, they're across the country, but if you get in, you get paid a whole $75 a week, which sounds like a lot of money back then. They were like, we only mm-hmm. make 30 at the dairy. So they, you know, it's a good opportunity. And of course, Kit is like, I'm all in, but um, the scout really doesn't seem to be interested in Kit, uh, only interested in Dottie. And again, it, it feels like there's a, um, some tension between the sisters because Dottie's not really interested but Kit begs her basically to, to get on this train. Um, mm-hmm. And the scout says, you know what, if Dottie comes, because he really sees something in Dottie, he says, if Dottie gets on the train, you can come too. And so there's this great scene where the train's leaving and they're running with their bags because of mm-hmm. course they wait to the last minute and they're running and Kit's behind her. Um, and Dottie is just like throwing these bags in and yep. like, I mean, and this is a real scene. Like they're really running. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Um, because I'm like, eventually this train, I guess, is gonna start speeding up. But um, <laughs> yeah, they they both make it on. And John Lovitz, uh, God bless him. He's amazing in this. He's so he's so mean. Yeah, he's he's uh he's very smarmy for sure. And and yeah, that scene is great. There are a couple of really fun scenes. I I really like the scene of of the sisters here as they're walking, you know, home from the baseball or the softball game. And you kind of get a little bit of background on, you know, how they feel about each other. You know, Kit's very much like, Oh, you're, you're better. Everyone thinks you're better at baseball than me. Everyone thinks that you're prettier than me. Everyone thinks that you're better than me. Uh, Mom and dad, you know, are like, here's our daughter, Dottie. And here is our other daughter, Dottie's sister, uh, which is which is pretty funny. And then, yeah, the scene of them getting onto the train, it's awesome because Gina Davis is running and just like chucking these suitcases in. The guy's like hanging off of the train to, to pull them up in there. But yeah, they were on their way to go to tryouts for uh, this new baseball league. Uh, that they're thinking about starting up because uh, if you don't know, back during the war, um, you know, basically every able-bodied uh, man was uh, being sent over to uh, fight in the war during World War II, and that included our baseball players. So the baseball uh, season was being put on halt while that was happening. Uh, so what are you going to do? You have these baseball stadiums, you have all of these, uh, you know, rich people that own baseball teams. What are you going to do in the meantime? Well, you fill them, uh, you know, with some girls and you try to try to keep the baseball going that way. So they're trying to put a league together and yeah. um, Dottie and Kit are on their way to tryouts, uh, but we have to make a stop along the way, you know, because they're, they're not the only two. You need more than two to make a baseball team. Uh, so do. we are going to go and stop and see uh, if another uh, girl is a, 
any interest uh, are able to uh, join the team. And that is Marla Hooch, played by Megan Cavanaugh. We're off to this high school auditorium to see her hit some uh, some pitches, right-handed hey. and left-handed. Pretty good. She's pretty good. She's amazing. So she's knocking things out of the park. It's pouring outside, which is why they're doing it inside. Um, but she she like breaks two windows. Um, all these guys are out there trying like out in the quote unquote field in this auditorium trying to catch all of her stuff. And um, John Lovitz, the the um, what is his actual name? Hold on. I've got it right. In yeah, he I don't. I don't. He plays oh, Ernie. Yeah, he plays Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Cappadino. Yeah. yeah right. So Ernie Cappadino, he's like, she's amazing. And then he goes to meet her. And Megan Cavanaugh is amazing in this role. She was awesome. But Marla Hooch, you know, she's raised by a single dad. Her mom died when she was little. And so she is not as feminine or as graceful or any of the things that in the early 40s, late 30s, uh, all the world thought women should be, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, at first Ernie's like, no, man, she, she, she's not pretty enough. We need pretty people. We, and of course this does not sit well with Dottie and Kit. They're like, yeah, dude, we're not going unless she comes. She's amazing. Why wouldn't you do, why wouldn't you do that? And then of course the dad basically begs Ernie, um, to give her a chance because he feels really responsible for the fact that she, you know, isn't, you know, quote unquote, ladylike enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ernie is finally kind of bowled over. He's like, all right, fine. I don't care. Just get on the train. You get a really good scene where, uh, where Dottie and Kit both basically, you know, put their suitcases down and they're like, we're not, we're not going unless she goes too because she's really good. So, so yeah. So eventually he buckles, they get the uh, three of them on the train and they're, they're off there on their way uh, to the baseball tryout to get there. There's um, it's really cool. I think that it, it looks like it was shot in Wrigley field um, and they're, they're there for their uh, baseball tryouts, which is pretty fun. You get a nice then kind of montage. We meet uh, Madonna and uh, Rosie O'Donnell's characters uh, who are playing. Uh, let's see. Their names are May and Doris. They're kind of clowning around, uh, you know, have this kind of, you know, thicker Brooklyn accent, not taking any uh, shtick from these new girls. They're, they of course think that, that they're the best, but yeah, all of these girls are brought in uh, to basically do these tryouts. And there's going to be four teams, uh, 16 girls per team, per team. So 64 girls. Uh, so 36 aren't going to make it. Um, and then we, we go through, we get a really fun montage of kind of this, uh, this training uh, practice tryout sort of section here. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's, there's a list and it's handwritten because this is in the forties, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Handwritten. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, all right, here's, here's the, the four teams. And then here's the cut list. And I love it because um, they, they've got these four really great names, the racing bells, the Kenosha comets, the South end mm-hmm. blue socks. And then of course the team that we follow for the for most of the film uh, the Rockford Peaches. And there's a girl who is trying to find her name, but she can't read. And so one of the one of the girls goes and helps her see if she can find her name. And she she's made the team. So she's really excited. Um, and there one thing I love about this film is there are little vignettes like that in uh, interspersed where you see uh, basically women helping other women. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's, you know, there was not a lot. Well, I don't know if there wasn't a lot of it then I wasn't alive, but I love seeing that um, because, you know, what you see is that they're all kind of in it together and it's not, it's very subtle, 
but I think it's really important um, as you go through this. And if you, and if you're rewatching this, look for that because there's a lot of helpers where women are doing things to help people um, to help their, their other women folk get through this life in baseball, which is interesting mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, for the longest, well, when this whole thing happens, it was thought of as a joke and that's, uh, and not something that's serious, which is when we come to kind of this next uh, scene where we meet Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy mm-hmm. Dugan is played by the incomparable Tom Hanks. He's amazing. And basically Jimmy Dugan was a baseball player. He'd been really great at one point and um, really, really loves a drink. He's a very cynical alcoholic by the time we meet him. Mm-hmm. And he has, he had been amazing, but he was no longer amazing. He was barely, he wasn't able to play anymore. Um, and the head of the league played by Gary Marshall basically says, look, I've got a job for you. I need you to go coach one of these girl baseball teams. Well, take it or leave it. This is, this is what you're going to do if you're going <laughs> to work for me. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly, so Jimmy does yeah. it and it's not great at first because <laughs> he feels the way most people felt at the time, which was, this is a joke. Like girls can't play baseball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can, you can tell right away. It's very different, right? So they're coming out of the, uh, the tryouts there and they announce who's, uh, you know, going to be on the team and then they show them the, the uniform, which is, you know, this, uh, this pretty high, high cut skirt would, would have been for, uh, the 1940s for sure. Um, you know, and the girls were like, we can't slide in that. And of course you can't, cause it's a skirt. You shouldn't be sliding in the dirt, uh, in that skirt. You're going to get a giant bruise, which is exactly uh, what Betty does later in the game. She has this giant, giant bruise on herself. They also have to go to finishing school, which uh, I guess if uh, that's what you, what you have to do. Um, and they basically, they, they say it as it is, right. You know, you 36, uh, women out there would love to be in your position. So either take it or leave it. So they're kind of, they're kind of stuck in there. And like you said, everyone's kind of treating this as, as kind of a joke. Attendance is bad. Uh, people are making uh, fun of them when they're going out to take their first game, uh, which is pretty fantastic. Cause uh, one of the girls throws a baseball at this guy who's being obnoxious, uh, which is exactly uh, what should happen, I think. Uh, so that's pretty great. And yeah, we meet Jimmy Dugan uh, down on his luck, uh, liked to drink too much, got fired from his last managerial job. And uh, he is down to coach the Rockford Peaches. Uh, he comes in and probably the most uh, iconic scene from a league of their, well, uh, one of the most iconic one scenes of the most from, iconic scenes uh, for sure. A League of Their Own. Maybe the most uh, iconic uh, bathroom scene in all of uh, cinema. You have Tom Hanks come in, uh, just walks through this uh, room full of ladies and uh, into the into the toilet to take care of his business. He doesn't care. He is uh, drunk as a skunk. He is going out. He is taking a nap in the dugout. Uh, the girls are basically left to their own devices to manage their own selves as we go through. And then we, it, yeah, it kind of just turns into, you know, kind of your typical sports story where you're going back and forth between playing the games and seeing, you know, the, the team come together and, uh, you know, start to start to pull for each other. You're seeing Jimmy Dugan start to, to turn around a little bit and uh, start to see that, you know, these girls actually are really good at playing baseball. You know, he, he should not uh, take that for granted. Um, and we're also seeing, uh, you know, kind of the effect that that's having on our crowds as we right. go through it's starting to gain a little bit of momentum. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what else are you going to do if you put like 16 girls uh, who uh, have a problem and a challenge in front of them uh, and led by a figurehead man, they're going to figure it out like they do. Right. So, so, you know, Dottie, she kind of is rallying them the, together. She's acting as the coach because Jimmy Dugan is drunk in a corner, scratching himself and uh, she creates a lineup and they, they're, they're, they're winning. They're doing pretty well. Um, 
there's a couple of other things that happen in this, uh, in the, in the first couple of weeks, one of the girls has a son, um, she's in this crappy marriage and the father's like, look, you can't, mm-hmm, you can't go on the road. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta bring little Stillwell with you. Little Stillwell. Yeah, so, is so obnoxious. So, such he's the worst. <laughs> God. Oh, he's the worst. He's like this. Yeah. He's just the worst. He's like, he's the worst. And she calls him Stillwell angel, which is so funny. Cause he is nothing like an angel. Um, but of course all the girls are like, Hey, you bring him. It's fine. I mean, it's not fine because he's a brat, but like they, they kind of, ran around this woman right and let her um let her bring her that you know the girl who couldn't read they're teaching her to read on the bus um all the way may madonna right she's giving her some very adult material to read but you know what it gets her reading and that's the important thing um that's right and then you know jimmy dugan does start coming around he uh doesn't uh he's watching one of these games and he doesn't like a play that is being called by Dottie. So they kind of get in this fight and Dottie's like, look, if you're going to coach the team, then coach quit drinking, dude. And he kind of takes her at her, at her word and, um, and starts to actually start coaching the team. Um, You know, we get a great scene where he's uh, watching and this, this, she misses a, she misses it. And she ends up throwing uh, a ball at third where she should not have done that. And they lose a couple of runs Jimmy Dugan starts uh, like a normal air because that's what he would do if you were in an all-male baseball team. He would just, and she, of course, gets really upset and starts to cry. And then we have probably the most <laughs> iconic scene of this yeah. film. Yeah, probably the most, uh, yeah, probably the most iconic scene from this film. One of the most iconic scenes probably from from all of film. And yeah, that's the, uh, there's no crying in baseball um, uh, scene, uh, which is, which is pretty, I, it's, it's, a, it's a fun scene, but yeah, it's, it's very like, <laughs> you know, indicative of, you know, kind of the disconnect that Jimmy is having uh, between these uh, women that he's supposed to be leading out there. Right. Yeah. Not, not, not good. He gets thrown out of the game because he can't, he can't keep his mouth shut, but um, they, um, they, the peaches end their season uh, with the league's best record, which is great. They are qualifying Mm -hmm, for the world mm -hmm. series, but what's not great is the relationship that's happening between um, Kit and Dottie. Right. So Mm -hmm. again, Dottie is the catcher and Kit is the pitcher, which makes sense uh, because they were sisters growing up. So they probably had to do that play catching a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But Dottie knows her sister and knows when she's doing well and when she's not doing well. And they're in the middle of the playoffs and she basically advises uh, the coach, Jimmy Dugan, to take Kit out and replace her, which happens all the time, but it really, really upsets Kit. And so Kit and her kind of get into these arguments and they've been fighting a few times throughout the course of the season. And Kit's like, look, you're just holding me back. You're bringing me down. And Dottie's like, I didn't even want to come here. This is not something I wanted to do. If you know, why are you so mad at me? And, mm-hmm. you know, Kit's like, you're just so good. Why do you have to be so good at this? Like, I love it. You say you don't love it. You should just stop. And yep. so, you know, Dottie is the older sister. She really wants to protect her, her sister and she doesn't like this anymore. So she thinks she's going to quit. And while all this is going on historically, you know, the team is trying to make some money. It started to, um, they've, they've, they've started to get more of a following. People are selling out of the stadiums and things like that. But the owner of the baseball group, um, the baseball 
team is like, hey, you know, that we're not going to really need them next year because the war is ending and we're going to have the men come back and play baseball. So, you know, this is this is kind of a one season and done thing. And yeah. um, the manager who's trying to who was tasked with actually figuring all of this out. Yeah, his name's uh, Ira Lowenstein. Ira played Lowenstein. By, That's right. uh, played by uh, David Strayhorn. Yeah, he's he's saying, you know, no, the the crowds are coming out. Uh, people are, are really liking this. I think that, you know, you're always talking, you know, Mr. Harvey about having a product. He's like, we have a product now. Uh, let me, let me keep this going, but you know, Harvey's not really having it and he's going, he's talking, talking to Dottie and Dottie's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I can't, I can't be here, you know, outshining, outshining kit anymore. It's just not going that good. I'm, I'm going to quit. And he's like, ah, no, nope. <laughs> I just uh, took on all this responsibility for the whole league. Uh, you definitely can't quit because you're our, our best, most marketable player. Uh, please don't quit. And she's like, fine. Uh, you know, just put in for a trade or whatever. And he says, yeah, okay. I can, I can. I can do that. And he does, uh, but he doesn't trade Dottie from the Rockford Peaches. He trades Kit to the Racine Bells. Uh, and Kit, of course, you know, uh, automatically assumes that Dottie basically had her booted off of the team, uh, which I guess is what you would think if you're the scorned uh, sister of the superstar. Um, but that, that wasn't really how it went down, uh, but that's how it went down. And then we get to the most like wrenching uh, scene of the whole film here and that's the you know the girls are in the locker room they're getting ready to go play and some bumbling idiot from the war department comes in with a telegram i uh, can't oh. find whose name is supposed to be on it i uh, can't find where to sign uh jimmy dugan is about ready to punch this guy in the face uh which is pretty great that he stands up to this guy for these women uh takes a certified letter uh rips it open which is probably some sort of federal offense but he doesn't care uh and and finds out and you're just watching like the horror in these women's eyes as they're waiting to see if that uh telegram is for them uh it's 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 pretty tough to watch i mean i don't i don't think you know we we mentioned it a little bit and we'll talk a little bit more about it that you know we would watch this when we we're 11 or 12 the gravity of that was probably you know definitely lost on us at that age but uh you know now as an adult and you you see that and you know you're kind of you know it, it clicks a little bit more it hits a little bit harder i think as an adult yeah yeah i mean i i definitely didn't cry when i saw that at 11 and i cry now when i see it when i see the scene um it i think at first um i was like why are they where why is the scene happening when i re i remember first seeing it and why the dialogue is what it is but i think it's because you know if you don't know the history of how things happen in world war uh 2 and and how things kind of happen in a war is when someone dies they have to notify and they have a process and they try to do it in the most dignifying way possible but when they had so many losses they ended up just kind of sending a telegram. So someone would show up and be like, hey, here's your telegram telling you that someone you know and love is dead. And it was pretty awful. Um, I don't know if it's any better now, uh, to be honest, but I mean, there's never a great way for this to happen. But this scene really, um, you think, you know, Dottie's kind of sitting there, they're all in a line and Tom Hanks is headed straight for her. And you're just sure that you're gonna find out that Dottie's husband is dead. And it's devastating. And um, mm -hmm. right at the last second, he actually goes right next to her. And it's not Dottie's husband, but it's um, it's Betty Spaghetti's husband. Um, her name is his name is George, and she is completely distraught. And it's right before a game, and so they kind of take her off scene, and everybody is just um, really shocked and upset. And um, but they still got a game that they have to play, and it's awful. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. So so they they go out, they play the game. Uh, they actually don't really show any of the game other than it starting, and then it cuts back to uh, Dottie sitting in a hotel. She's crying. Uh, but right about then, you know, as she she's crying, she hears a knock at the door. She, uh, you know, pretty quickly pulls herself together, um, and that is just in time for, uh, you know, for her, you know, she went from opposite ends of the spectrum, thinking that her husband, Bob, had died in the war, to now being reunited with Bob as he walks in. He's got kind of like a, a little cast on his foot, so you get the uh, indication that he, you know, was uh, wounded there in battle, and they sent him home, and he is there. He is uh, caught up with, uh, with Dottie. They are reunited. Um, she could not be happier, and she is ready to call it quits on this baseball thing, head back to uh, to Washington, back to the dairy farm and to, you know, start her life with Bob. Now he's, uh, he's out of the war safe and sound. Yeah. Yeah. So they're headed to the, they're headed to their, the world series and, um, you know, she's packed up the car. Jimmy Dugan's there. All the girls are on the bus. He's yelling at them all to hurry up and he sees her and, um, he, he's like, why are you doing this now? Like finish the season and, and then go back. Why are you quitting? We're, we're right where we want to be. And you play like you love this. And she's like, nope, I don't love it. And then she looks at him and says, it just got too hard. And then my favorite line of the whole film and something I say all the time is it's supposed to be hard. It's the hard that makes it great. And if you do this, if you leave, you will regret this for the rest of your life. And she's like, yeah, dude, whatever. And, um, and they get in the car and, and they go. Um, uh, and so the Peaches face the Bells in the World Series. And for anybody that doesn't know how baseball works in the World Series, they're up to seven games. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So you got to win yeah. four out of the seven uh, in order to win the World Series. <laughs> so it's actually a really cool deal just to get into the World Series. Um, yeah. Because you That's play, right. I don't know, 352 games before that or something. It's yeah. a lot. Um, you play you play a lot of games yeah and then uh, best of seven for the world series actually i really like this section it's uh uh kind of like this montage of like the front page of the newspapers as they go through the score lines basically of of each of the six games leading up to of course then then the seventh game the ultimate head uh and dotty comes back to the team she tells jimmy that they got as far as the grand canyon or to uh, yellowstone the yellowstone and you know before she turned back and uh, made their way back so she is just there in time for game seven uh, which because it's a movie uh, that's that's how that works she gets there uh, she's willing to to take over I, f- I forget the uh, the woman that was uh, catching in her stead but she's like yep <laughs> you yeah. do it for sure uh, welcome welcome back so uh, it's no. actually it's pretty great she she's she comes out like fully dressed ready to go and he's like I didn't say you were you were playing and she's like uh yeah okay cut it out yeah yeah get, get real yeah, guy. he's like Helen could do it she's she's doing pretty good you know and then they show Helen who's played by Ann Ramsey covered in bruises and it's worth mentioning um all of the bruises that you see in this film are real because these women had to play baseball um mm. it, and and sh- and shoot all of that montage that we see they had to yep. do it all and they had to do it all in these ridiculously short skirt short things um and so there's a scene where I think it's Ann Ramsey they're, they're they kind of um she's laying down on her side and they lift up this bandage and she's got this enormous gnarly bruise that was yeah. absolutely real that was not makeup um and so this poor girl Helen uh Ann who's playing Helen is covered in bruises she's got like broken fingers <laughs> and uh and so of course Jimmy Dugan's like not a moment too soon thanks for coming back Dottie because we we needed you but of That's- course 
Um, That's right. Since Kit has been traded to Racine, to the Racine Bells, um, this is a head-to-head in more ways than one. That's right. Yeah, it is a sister versus sister um, in the final game of the World Series, uh, and it is coming to a head. Uh, the game is pretty tight for for a while until Dottie gets up to the plate and uh, hits a two-run single, uh, which gives the Rockford Peaches the lead. They are winning, I believe it's like a two to one, I think. Um, and, you know, we're coming down to the to the wire now. It's like the bottom of the ninth, uh, something like that. Uh, and, you know, who steps up to the plate? But it is Kit. Uh, there is there's a woman on, I don't know, second base, maybe something like that. But, you know, Dottie knows that her sister, as we learned from the very first softball game, Kit can't lay off the high ones and she really can't. So she goes out, she tells the pitcher, you know, uh, throw them high. She'll uh, she'll strike out and that'll be that. Uh, she throws two uh, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. But then on the third one, she makes some contact. It goes and uh, Kit is off to the races. She is running and she is not stopping until she collides headfirst into her big sister. That's right. Uh, and they do some great fielding, uh, right? They grab the ball, they throw it. Um, they, I mean, and they just miss her at third. They throw it home. Uh, Dottie grabs it. Um, but just as Kit like jumps onto her and you see them both topple to the ground and you see the ball leave Dottie's hand, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. means that Kit's safe. Kid is safe. Yeah, she dropped the ball, so she is safe. She scored the the winning run and won the World Series. The Rockford Peaches are down in the dumps, but Kit is pretty happy, and Dottie seems to be, you know, pretty happy with uh, Kit's success. You know, at the at the expense of her. Um, that's one of the great movie mysteries uh, they've they've never addressed whether uh, Dottie, you know, dropped that ball on purpose or you know whether whether she didn't. Uh, I, you know, the world may never know. I have I have my thoughts on it. And it's that she probably did, but what do you, but what do you think, Michaela? Do you think, do you think she dropped that ball on purpose? Yeah, no, I think she dropped that ball on purpose. And let me tell you why, because in the next scene, when um, Kit is so excited and everybody picks her up and carries her across the field and Jimmy Dugan kind of comes over to see if Dottie's okay. um, Dottie looks so happy for her sister and all the other peaches are totally bummed out. They're like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, this is horrible. Um, but Kit just for that moment or, or Dottie just for that moment is just hurt. She's beaming for her sister and then she's sad. Um, and so I, I think maybe it was one of those things where she was, she'd always felt like it was, it was one thing she could do um, to maybe yeah. give her sister that moment. Cause her sister so badly wanted it and needed it. And, and now, you know, the way baseball works is these things are carved in stone somewhere. So, you know, forever Dottie um, would be the one to lose. Kit would be the one to win the very first world series for the all American uh, professional baseball league for girls. And um, you know, all of that would be in history forever. And Mm -hmm. maybe she wasn't thinking about that at the time, but I don't know. So that my, my theory is that she dropped it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, but yeah, so Dottie, uh, this was this was her last game. She is uh, due to retire. She is headed back to start her family uh, with Bob. Uh, Kit is staying staying in Racine, I guess, to uh, 
to stay with the girls, to get a job and to, to come back next season. Um, because, uh, they don't really address this in the, in the movie at all. Um, I kind of wish they would have given a little bit more historical, um, perspective on the actual league, but the league actually ran, I think for like 12 years, which is, which is pretty great. And then to, uh, wind this movie out, we catch back up with our, um, with our older, uh, Dottie Henson as she's going to Cooperstown and they're there for the ribbon cutting to uh, basically unveil kind of this uh, section of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York uh, to, you know, basically pay homage to this All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. And it's it's a really great scene. It's very it's very kind of emotional and, and touching as you see kind of these characters, you know, the the older versions of themselves. And, you know, by this by this time, you know, Jimmy had passed away and some of the other members had passed away and, you know, that's, that's kind of touching. And of course, you know, Dottie and Kit re reconnect there, but that's, that's kind of where it ends, right? It's like a, like a bookends of, of getting to Cooperstown and winding it out. They sing that the, they sing the song that they had written, you know, we are members yeah. of the all American league, which is, which is pretty great. And then uh, that's, that's where it, it leaves us uh, this uh, good baseball tale. Um, yeah. A, a fictitious tale about something that, you know, the, this real league that existed, um, which I think is awesome because, you know, look, looking back on it and it, it's one of those things that we get a lot of times with movies, you know, that kind of address something that otherwise you never would have known about like ever, like even, you know, into the, into the Cooperstown, maybe, maybe it kind of tied in with that. Maybe it helped kind of, you know, usher that in a little bit, but you know, this certainly isn't a story or, you know, a league that I would have been familiar with had it not been for this film. Um, and I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, at the end is very, it's, it's, it's bitter, it's bittersweet for me because, um, you know, Dottie and, and Kit do reunite and they'd seen each other before. It's not like they hadn't seen each other, but they definitely, uh, had diff, a different path. Right. So Kit never mm -hmm. went home. You get the feeling that she, she found a husband, um, and had a bunch of grandkids and stuff, but, um, she traveled the world and Dottie stayed home. And um, unfortunately, her husband, Bob, had just passed away. So they lived mm -hmm. a very long life together. But now she's kind of on her own um, living near her daughter or with her daughter. You don't really um, you don't know all of the details there. Um, but at the end, you know, after they kind of reunite and they're looking at all of these pictures of themselves, they go out and there's a there are a bunch of older women playing baseball. and. Mm. Um, I love that part. It's, it's very, to me, it's very bittersweet because they certainly aren't playing the way they were when they were 20. Um, but yep. they're still playing it. They're still loving it. And the very last scene, um, there's a girl who hit, hit, hits the ball or no, she doesn't hit the ball. And the ump says that it was a strike and she like gets up in his face. She's like 65 <laughs> years old. And she's like, that ball was high inside. It was inside. What are you saying? And he's like, yesterday, that might've been a ball tomorrow. That might be a ball, but today, it, today it was a strike. And, yep. um, but she's like right up in his face. She's not scared of him at all. And you see, uh, this is really very symbolic of women, right? We talk a little. We talked a little bit about this, where there are vignettes mm -hmm. of women helping women, right? Um, one of one of the things that I loved about the end bookend um, when they're going through and looking at all of these different kind of areas in the the hall, new Hall of Fame wing that they have is um, Little Stillwell is there to pay homage and and go see it because his mom 
um, had passed away, but he really mm. wanted to be there. And so it was really sweet because all the kids, all the older women are like, oh, still well, Angel, you grew up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he's a little less obnoxious uh, uh, as a, as a grown up for sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this movie, it's, it's really good. One of the things that I like about um, this film in, in particular, and, you know, really any good like sports film is it has a lot of good, really good, you know, kind of montage. And I think that the, that the score during like the baseball games and stuff, I think Hans Zimmer did like those sections of the movie. Cause it is kind of a, a combination of, of like this more like classical score and then a, um, some more like a modern uh, music as well. So it's kind of, kind of this back and forth, but yeah, just kind of the score through there, it, it does a really good job of, of building tension and uh, creating drama and, you know, co- kind of pulling at your heartstrings as you're, as you're seeing these things. And yeah, like you, like you'd mentioned a couple of times, it's, it's just a lot of vignettes about these women kind of, you know, taking care of themselves because it's, it's very much of them being thrust into, um, you know, in, into a, a men's world of, of, you know, being a professional baseballer, which is, which is really cool. And one of the things that I really like, um, it's a line that comes from, uh, uh, Ira Lowenstein when they're talking about, you know, shutting the league down because, you know, the men were coming back to, to play baseball. And he's like, so you're just going to, you know, all the women that have been in the factories, you're just going to tell them to go back home and, uh, you know, go back to the kitchen. Now you're <laughs> Rosie, take your rivets and, and go home. And I, yeah, I mean, basically that, that is what happened for, you know, the next, uh, you know, decade or two, um, un- unfortunately. And, you know, Mr. Harvey says, what do you, do you expect the men to go to the kitchen? Like that is, you know, completely out of the question. So, um, in a lot of ways we've, we've come a long way, but as we know, you know, the last couple of weeks, we still have a, a lot of work to do, but I, I really liked, you know, kind of, you know, touching on those things, especially, you know, for, for a movie now that's, you know, 30 years on in age. So. Yes, totally. I totally agree. I think that, um, I think that's one of the reasons why this film really does stand the test of time. As I said, it's, um, it's, it's pretty great for kids. It's one of my favorites to show my son. Um, he loves this film. In fact, we I told him last night, hey, we're going to rewatch it and sit down and 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 I'm going to make notes on it and stuff. And he was like, oh, it's this one about the girls because girls can do it too. Girls can play baseball too. And then of course he had a ton of questions why, you know, they don't have a, a girl baseball group, you know, for T-ball and mm. little league and things like that. So that was a, that spawned a different conversation, but um I really, again, the, the vignettes are really great. There's one scene where um, these girls are playing baseball and there are a whole bunch of women of color that are watching them. And, you know, you didn't, you don't realize that all of the women who are playing in this league, they're all white women, um, mm-hmm. or at least that's how they yep. look. Right. And so, you know, there is, there was still a marginalized group of people who could have been great, who could have played but we're not um, allowed to. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was, again, it's a minute, maybe a minute of footage, but it, it impacted me watching it as a kid and it continues to impact me. And that's one of the things I think makes um, over the 30 years, a reason why this is a film that it didn't win any Oscars. Um, It, you know, it's, it's not, um, it wasn't critically acclaimed. It's kind of a, a, some people think that, you know, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of obvious how, how it was going to end and things like that, but it still has a really good kind of fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And people generally mm. think that it's a solid film even now um, because yeah. of all of those things that are put, that put it together. Um, yeah. So you said you watched a lot of this growing up, huh? 
Yeah, and this this movie it did uh it did really well at the box office, and I think part of that is you know because Tom Hanks is is so great kind of in in this role and working with uh, Penny Marshall again just a couple of years on the on the tail end of Big, and then uh, Gina Davis is excellent um, as Dottie. I I love kind of her in that role. Just you know she has kind of this this quiet, uh, very very subduedness about her um, and about how like excitable she can be, but you know still very very kind of kind of powerful in her own right i think which is which is pretty great and yeah this is something i watched a, a lot of this um had a, a copy of this on on vhs and i always kind of kind of really like sports movies and there were a lot of really good like sports movies uh back around you know in the early 90s when we were growing up so um but this was this was always one of my favorites i i liked it a lot i thought that the the humor was good i liked that you know the story was good and you know in a lot of ways this is you know kind of a a typical kind of like coming of age story almost for for Kit and Dottie and then you know that's that's one of the things we've talked about you know before and kind of doing some coming of age stories is that how you really can appreciate them as you age with them you know you don't kind of kind of fall off of it necessarily as you know as as a kid you kind of grow out of it but no you start to pick up different uh different things and different aspects of this and you know the lessons you take from it are are different but yeah this has always been one of my one of my you know, top movies for sure. So I was excited to get back and watch it because I've probably not watched it, you know, in 20 years, probably, um, you know, easily. So. Well, I have some news, Brian. They're oh. actually d- making a League of Their Own TV series again. Oh. So again. Yes. This movie came <laughs> they out did that in before. 1992. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they started to do one in 1993. And um, so John Lovitz was reprising, reprising his role. Megan Cavanaugh, mm. who plays the amazing Marla Hooch, she was going to be in it, Gary Marshall. Um, but only five or six, uh, five of the episodes of the six that were planned were actually broadcast. So mm. it kind of died on the vine, but they are um, ordering a reboot of the series. Now, I don't know if it's coming out. I know uh, in August 6, 2020 is when they said that they were going to, Amazon video was going to do it. So I think they might be uh, finishing filming and we can expect it this year. So maybe okay. we can get a either a limited run or another look at the Dottie versus Kit story. Maybe they will answer the question of whether or not she um, <laughs> she let it go. Now, one thing I will say is at the very mm. beginning when Dottie is older and we have kind of the bookend, right? So we're in the present day um, before before the big flashback. Um, she sees her grandkids and they're playing basketball. And she tells the older one, hey, you're the older brother. You got to look after your younger brother. Make sure you give him a chance to shoot. And then she goes mm. to the younger brother and she says, hey, buddy, go kill it. And I love yep. that. So I didn't pick up on that. Actually, I was yesterday years old when I saw that. And I thought, oh, that makes so much sense now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really like that scene um, as a little kid because I am the younger brother, and you know, my older brother is, is seven years older than me. So, like that, very, that very much resonated with me um, as a kid. So, I, I definitely been uh, keying in on on that scene for a while. But uh, let us know at home if you've been keying in on any of these scenes, and let us know if you watched A League of Their Own back in the day or more recently, and what you think about it because we want to know, and we definitely want you to make a pink gin and peach lemonade. You definitely need to do that to get through these uh, hot summer days uh, and hot summer nights. It's just hot. All 
all the time. So make up a picture of that and give it a try. Uh, when you do, make sure you take a picture and send it in. Tag us on Twitter and Instagram. It is at Drink the Movies and on Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. If you want to see pictures of the lemonade that we made, uh, we took a picture of one with a baseball. So that's pretty fun. Uh, go and see that. It's on our website. It is www.drinkthemovies.com. You can get the uh, recipe and episode recaps, all that good stuff. Uh, there and you know look through our back catalog of uh, cocktails because we're coming up you know dangerously close to a hundred of these now so uh, we have we have quite the uh, cocktail menu there for you so go, go make sure you uh, you check that out and you know while you're online while you're checking out cocktails and figuring out what you need to make for your next baseball party uh, you should probably swing by your podcast player and leave your favorite uh, podcast review Michaela where can they do that you can find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher. We actually made the top 100 film and TV podcasts of all time. Maybe not all time. Maybe it was a week. I don't know. But we La- made last the- week. We did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of the- last week. <laughs> so we made it to the top 100 on Good Pods. Uh, anybody yeah. listening to us on Good Pods, thank you so much. Continue to do so. Um, that's very exciting, and we're super grateful. Um, you know, leave a five star review wherever you are. If you're loving the podcast, it really helps us get the drink the movies out there. We love the community that we've built. Um, we love to bring cocktails and movies together and we love to share it with you guys. So everybody, thank you so much for continuing to be part of the drink the movies world. Yeah, absolutely. But for now, Michaela, I, you know, I think we need to uh, probably have a rewatch of this just to see if Dottie really did drop that baseball. And if we're going to do that, we need to make up another pink gin and peach lemonade. So I'm going to head out to the peach stand, buy some peaches. I'm putting you in charge of the pink gin. And then we're going to talk to everyone next time on drink, drink the the movies. movies. We are the members of the The All-American League. League. (laughs) Such a good show.